who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? A JLD here, and welcome to episode 1619 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And Fire Nation, everybody's scared of losing, but in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn how to create your dream life one step at a time. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Adam Braun. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes. Adam is a New York Times bestselling author and entrepreneur. He's the founder of Pencils of Promise, the award-winning organization that has built over 400 schools around the world. In 2017, he's focusing on the broken college system by launching Mission U, a college alternative for the 21st century. Adam, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I was born uh, in the Northeast. I'm, I'm kind of born bred in the Northeast, actually. Uh, you know, born in New York, grown, raised in Connecticut. And I ended up uh, spending a lot of time traveling in the developing world uh, throughout college. And that's really what exposed me to a lot of the, the challenges of global education. Um, and you know, as, as I've chatted about with you plenty, and you've obviously been a, an enormous supporter of yeah. the organization back in 2008 with $25 on the side of my job, I founded Pencils of Promise. And uh, fortunately, what began in hopes of building one school is now over 400 today. And then uh, everything kind of changed for me when I met my wife. Uh, fortunately, you know, this, this incredible woman brought so much into my life. But, you know, I also started to see some of the challenges of, of our broken education system here at home. And Ultimately, that's that's what led to Mission U, as well as um, our newborn twins that that we now have <laughs> too. And that's that's a big part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So we're going to be talking a lot today about Mission U and about the broken college system because there's a lot to talk about there. But first and foremost, Fire Nation, if you recognize Adam's voice, well, he was episode 513. He was also episode 1174. And I'll be honest with you, um, Adam had a huge impact on me back on episode 513. Um, when he told his story about Pencils of Promise because I actually lived in Guatemala for four months and this is back in for me back in 2007 and I saw exactly what he saw um, when he was there and inspired him to do what he went on and did and I said man like here's a guy that was in a similar place that I was saw similar things that I did but he went off and he's done this with it you know like I've obviously done some cool things in the world but not to that level of impact and so just about 100 episodes later I interviewed Aaron Walker who who used this phrase from success to significance and that that's kind of what I grabbed onto and I said I want to do that I want to not just be successful in life and business but I want to add significance to this world so I knew that last year when I launched uh, my journal, the Freedom Journal, that I wanted to partner with Pencils of Promise in a major way. And, you know, we did over $75,000 to Pencils of Promise that year because, you know, of the great outpouring of support from you, Fire Nation. You were a part of every one of those dollars to build, uh, you know, three schools in developing countries and just do some amazing things. So it's just been a great opportunity to be partnered with you, Adam, something that you've grown for me to be able to contribute to that and to, you know, receive the plaques and see the schools mm-hmm. that have been built and the, and the children that have been impacted. It's incredible. And I love how, number one, you just set this up. Like, you know, you created Pencils of Promise and it's working and it's running and it's crushing it. And you're like, yeah. you know what? They got it. Now I can go off and do something else and crush it too. And this is now going to be in the US and this is going to be Mission U. So that's kind of what I want to talk about right now is 
Like what led you to focus on domestic education after for 10 years you were focusing pretty yeah. much strictly on international education? I think in a lot of ways we are, we're guided by the circumstances that our lives, you know, put us in. And, you know, in my early 20s, the most formative thing in my life was all of these backpacking travels that I was having. And what I was exposed to was the challenges of international education in these rural villages that I was spending time in. But, you know, once I met my wife, I mean, you know, she's this this person who, you know, has as much potential as anybody else that, that you might meet. She came to this country and she was nine and really, you know, grew up in the Boston area, bought into college as the path out of uh, a situation in which her family really didn't have, you know, financial means as, as so many young people and, and their families find themselves in today. And so we've, we've sold for, you know, decades now, multiple, you know, generations of, of young people on this dream that we call the American dream, that path is your way, uh, uh, that college is your, your kind of way out of that situation and onto a better life ahead. And the truth is it, it worked for a long time. But when I, Listen to my wife's situation, which was that she went to college for two and a half years. Uh, after those two and a half years, due to financial hardship, she had to leave school early to start working. And she also couldn't justify that, you know, more time in, in a classroom was going to help better prepare her for a job when the curriculum wasn't connecting to the skills that she wanted. And when I met her, you know, several years out of this this um, situation, she had $110,000 of college debt uh, with no bachelor's degree. And when I uh, talked to her about maybe declaring bankruptcy to almost start fresh, she told me student debt is the only debt in the United States you cannot declare bankruptcy right. on. And I didn't know it. I, you know, I thought she was wrong. And obviously she was right as I dug into it more and more. And then, you know, I started reading more of the data. You know, it turns out uh, out of all students that enter a four-year bachelor's degree program, only 18% will graduate on time. Uh, which is crazy, right? 18% will graduate in four years. Um, and yet we think like, hey, most people that go to school are actually going to finish. So, you know, a as an entrepreneur, especially one that's motivated to, you know, work on some of society's most challenging problems, this was just so clear to me. And then, you know, I think about my own kids and what the cost of college will be 18 years from now. And it's hard to justify it. Um, and the problem is we don't have a lot of other choices. And so that's what, you know, we, we set out to build. Uh, that's why I've, you know, co-founded uh, Mission U. And Mission U is a college alternative for the 21st century. It's a one-year program, and it prepares uh, people for the jobs of today and tomorrow completely debt-free. Well, I love this. And it just seems like you're always on the what's next. You know, a lot of people, like, mm -hmm. see what's already come, and they're like, let me jump on board with this. You're kind of on that what's next. And, I mean, this is just obviously a great place to be. Um, you know, kind of before this wave forms, because it's definitely yeah. going to be forming because, you know, people just aren't going to accept when you have the free education opportunities out there and you have all these different things that you can now just literally go to Google and, and, you know, learn so much. Like, why are we now going to essentially handcuff our mm -hmm. youth before they even totally. get to know it? Because what frustrates me, Adam, and we can talk a little bit more about this later, but a 17-year-old, they don't really know what it means to be 70, 100, $150,000 in debt because right. you know they think, hey, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a $75,000 a year job. And guess what? They might, but they think I can probably pay off that student debt in two years. If I'm making 75K, mm -hmm. I can pay off $100,000 in two right, years. Right. That's not what your paycheck looks like when you're making 75K yep. a year. We both know that. So mm -hmm. let's talk right now about the current state of the U.S. college system. Like what really stuck out to you where you just said, wow, this is why I need to focus on this? 
I think the biggest thing for me was when I learned how many colleges there are in the United States, how many college students there are, and the kind of breakdown of subsets that attend school. So it turns out you have about 25 million undergraduates in the United States. You have 4,400 registered colleges, which is a crazy amount of colleges, right? I mean, you know, I I follow college basketball really closely because of that. I can that's probably half the colleges that I can name are just because they're part of my NCAA bracket, right? <laughs> um, but I mean, 4,000, 4, that, that's wild to me. But you know, what was really interesting was when I came across this study, and it, it broke down why people go to college, not the demographics of their background, but really the motivations. And it turns out there's kind of six, six groups of people that attend college. Um, you know, there's your kind of academically inclined, you know, student who wants to go to med school or get a PhD. You have your coming of age student who wants to spend four years on a leafy green campus and, you know, go to frat parties and, and you know, watch football games. But there's a very large group that are called career starters. And these are young people that, you know, look at college as the pathway to a great job, to a better career ahead. And, you know, they don't need four to five years and they don't need to learn, you know, the basics of historical literature for, you know, X many thousand dollars per credit, all of that content is now free. And so what really is valuable is the connection to your peer set, uh, the brand that you're associated with, and the scaffolded experience that helps you gain the, the soft skills, the hard skills, and then ideally a technical skill. Um, and you should be able to learn those things without putting yourself in crushing, crushing debt. And so, you know, in my opinion, the state of higher education right now is such that we've almost kind of become dependent on this notion that a bachelor's degree gets us ahead. Um, when in reality, again, when you look at the statistics, uh, I fundamentally believe that uh, the majority of young people that are going to college nowadays are making a bad decision. The problem is they don't have many other choices. And that's where, you know, Mission U really comes in. Lack of choices is absolutely the reason. There's just no doubt about it. And I love how you broke that down. You know, number one, people are academically inclined. Yeah, they might want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Like, okay, that's the path you have to go. You know, number two, coming of age. Okay, we get that. Like, understandable. Number three, career starters. That's when you have to start thinking like, okay, like, what does this mean? Because, you know, I remember, Adam, when I was thinking about going to college, one of the things my father said, because that was his generation, he went to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. He said, John, you got to remember, you the better the school you go to, you know, okay, it might be more expensive, but the better school you go to, like the people that you meet, they're going to be connected. And so you're going to get a better job on Wall Street or X or Y <laughs> or Z, because, you know, there was a good old boys club, you know, like yeah. the Harvards and the Stanfords and you know, we take care of our own, et cetera, et cetera, the Princeton's of the world. So it was like, you know, that because you went there, quote unquote, now you're going to get a better job. So yeah, maybe you get another $100,000 in debt, but you're going to get, you know, this six-figure job that's going to take care of that. So something to definitely think about. And I want to go on a quick side tangent because you just really hit a chord with me in a completely different area college basketball. I am obsessed. I'm huge, Adam. I don't know if we talked about this last time we were hanging out at Thrive Conference, but I went to Providence College specifically because the year before they went to the the Elite Eight tournament. I was only going to go to a school that went to the Elite Eight tournament. Mm -hmm. And they went... And I was the most passionate basketball fan for those four years. You know, I'm about to go to my 15th year uh, reunion and I'm still the biggest ever. 
as we're speaking right now, we have we're on a four game win streak. We beat Xavier, Creighton, Butler, and Marquette in four straight games. Whoa! When this goes live, let me tell you, my heart will be broken because that's what happens in college <laughs> basketball. There's only one. But right now, when we're talking, I'm on cloud nine. I just gonna say that. Who's your team? UNC. I, I mean, I was a, I was a Michael Jordan fan growing up as a kid, so mm-hmm. I've always been a UNC fan. All right, we, we we have a word for you. It's just called bandwagon. No big deal. <laughs> so. Why does college not work for most young people? And again, this is, it doesn't work for most young people. Why? There's two major reasons. Uh, The first is that uh, what they're actually being prepared for, uh, this kind of curriculum that's developed on most colleges is totally and fundamentally disconnected from the skills that you need to land a great job and to thrive in that job. That, that's the first and kind of largest issue is a total lack of preparedness for the actual workforce that you're going to enter. The second reason that, you know, in, in my opinion, college doesn't work is the cost structure makes no sense anymore. So, you know, John, when, when you or I were in college, you know, maybe an expensive school was 30, 35, yeah. maybe $40,000. Today, uh, one of the, you know, I was talking to somebody who just went on the tour of NYU. The first thing that the tour, the student, you know, who's giving the tour said to them, you know, this group of parents and students was, hey, I just want to put this up front. This school is $72,000 a year. If that changes your equation, please let us know now before we start the tour. I mean, it's crazy how much is being charged. So students are leaving school with insurmountable, absolutely crippling debt. And so, you know, one thing that that we're doing at Mission U, uh, the way it works is if a student gets into Mission U, uh, you know, we believe that it's our responsibility as an institution to invest in the student rather than vice versa. And so if you get into Mission U, there's no tuition at all. We commit to investing in you for a full year, the full year of our program. And then on the back end of that, if and only if you get a job paying you $50,000 or more, once you've secured that job, which we obviously are very invested in helping you secure 50 or more, uh, then you contribute 15% of your income back to the program for three years. So that's the way that we approach, you know, the kind of cost of college. And, you know, in our opinion, it only is going to be successful when you have aligned outcomes for both the student and the institution, because otherwise the institution is, you know, focused more on preservation than serving the the ultimate student interests. There's so much BS that gets thrown around that we just accept in this world. And it's just, I'm so thankful that we do live in a time frame where at least we have a voice that we can get out, you know, via podcasts and videos and Facebook and all this stuff, because it's just so sad. I mean, for me, Adam, like I was like double bamboozled, you know, number one, like everybody told me to go to the most expensive college, you know, luckily um, I was bamboozled into believing that, but luckily I, I did get an army ROTC scholarship. So I actually graduated oh, yeah. with no debt, but you know, I still was bamboozled into that line of thinking. Then number two, I was bamboozled the second time because people said, oh, and by the way, like you're an off in the army, you spend four years as an officer, you do your thing, you're going to get out and everybody's going to want you. It's just going to be, and this was everybody, Adam. I'm talking people that loved me, people that hated me, everybody in between. Like you're on top of the world when you're, you know, I, I got out as a captain after four years. I was a captain, yeah. combat wow. experience, four year, uh, uh, you know, four years, 13 months in Iraq. I did everything hmm. and I got out and guess what? I couldn't get a job and it wasn't, hmm. it wasn't a bad market. It was an awesome market. This was before the collapse in 2007. This was 2006. The market was on fire. I couldn't get a job. I finally got a job where, true story, I was sitting uh, for uh, uh, $31,000 a year. I was getting some commission, of course, but you know, that was so... 
with a low salary, not a lot of commission, so very low paying job in Boston. The guy next to me at my at my uh, cubicle was a 22-year-old Providence College grad. Same job, got out of college, just yeah. got accepted, boom. And so like, I was like, my, my four years in the army didn't get me on top of the world. It got me next to where I would have been four years ago had I just never gone. So the wow. BS that gets thrown around is so sad. We just yep. need to cut through all of this. And Fire Nation, we're going to be telling you how to do just that as soon as we thank our sponsors. Have you ever hired a promising applicant only to find out their best performance was during the job interview? Whether you're screening candidates for an important position or looking for ways to improve productivity, Caliper can help. Caliper offers in-depth assessments for potential hires and current employees. Their deep knowledge and personality insights uncover key traits and behaviors, plus what motivates employees to succeed. And Caliper's unique approach works with every size company. In fact, their science and expertise have helped over 30,000 businesses hire retain and develop top talent assess your team today for free and you'll discover what makes each person tick and how to improve the performance of your team they'll also give you an hour of free consulting to find out more visit calipercorp.com slash fire that's calipercorp.com slash fire One of the many incredible things about being an entrepreneur is that you're the boss. No more waiting for layers of approvals before taking action. You get to just start. So if you're ready to just start with your next design project, then DesignCrowd is the place to go. Rather than paying expensive fees and waiting weeks for an agency to pitch an idea, you can have what you need within days. All you have to do is launch your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for your review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All that's left to do is to pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on DesignCrowd. So Adam, we're back and I want to talk about Mission U for the rest of the time that we have together. So talk about Mission U a little more in depth. I love how you shared exactly what it looks like on the back end with the 50K, then it's 15%. But what is Mission U and how can someone get in to Mission U? I mean, right now, anybody can go to missionu.com. It's just the letter U at the end. So M-I-S-S-I-O-N-U.com. And you can apply. Um, Not only that, but actually, if you know of a student that you think would be a good person for this program, if you refer a student and they get accepted, uh, we'll give them a $500 credit towards that, you know, credit on the end. And we'll also pay you $500 for referring us some incredible talent. So, you know, anybody can go to Mission U and, you know, refer and uh, or apply themselves. And just make sure you say EO Fire sent you guys. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. You know, on top of that, uh, one of the things that, you know, we really think is, again, you know, needing some some change in uh, higher education is the admissions process itself, right? Yeah. I mean, the way that, you know, most colleges operate is they look at SATs, they look at GPA, they look at your, you know, maybe family connections, your, you know, clubs that you participated in. But if you look at, you know, SATs, for example, it's a direct, direct line uh, of uh, correlation to wealth. So, you know, it's it's perfectly uh, in line. So, you know, what we end up doing is we exclude a large part of our population from even participating in these application processes. So anyway, 
To make a long story short, our application process looks nothing like that. Uh, there's four simple steps. Um, we don't look at GPA. We don't look at SAT. You don't even have to have graduated from high school because what we're trying to search for is talent. It's, it's the potential of an individual and their willingness to work hard for their goals. And so, you know, you fill out a, a really basic form. You take an admissions challenge online. Uh, then you move on to a group challenge where you're in a live virtual chat room with students. And uh, then there's a, a final round interview after that. But we make it pretty seamless. And again, we don't want to exclude anybody that we think could be an amazing contributor to a great company. And we have a bunch of uh, employer partners already lined up, companies like Lyft and Warby Parker and Harry's and uh, Casper, uh, Plated, Facebook, a whole bunch of other great ones as well that help inform our curriculum as well as get preferred access to our top graduates. So is there a campus? Is it all online? How does that work? Great question. Um, you know, our belief is that uh, the future of a lot of high quality education exists at the intersection of online and offline. So about you know, 80 to 90 percent of the learning experience happens online. But these are not pre-recorded lectures that you watch on your own time. These are live virtual classrooms with incredible industry practitioners who are your instructors. And you're in a group of 25 students in your cohort that you, you know, basically travel throughout your year. Um, and you progress with these 25 uh, members of your cohort. That said, uh, even though a lot of it happens online, we think that to develop real peer networks, like the value of college is oftentimes who you meet and those friendships, those bonds that you build for life, as well as some of the soft skills that you learn and the project-based uh, experience that you have, a lot of that needs to happen in person. So we have a three-day orientation that happens in person. We do a meetup every single month, and then we have graduation at the very end. But you know, for us, graduation shouldn't be at the end of the year. Uh, we actually do graduation six weeks before the program ends because, you know, college, you graduate and then you're kind of expected to be sent off on your own to secure a job. The last six weeks of our program, uh, we call career launch and we support our students from everything uh, through interview preparation, uh, interview feedback, all the way through to salary negotiation. It just sounds like you took everything that the traditional education system does wrong and you do it right. And there was a lot of things that you that. do right because there's a lot of things that traditional education does wrong. But let's talk about the future because it seems like to me um, you are the future and it's my incredible hope that you are the future because it would be such a positive direction for this world if that is the case. What's the future of higher education as you see it? I think that historically higher education was essentially the capstone on, you know, a journey that you started as a four or five year old and you ended as a 22 or a 23 year old. And that was when you were a full time student and then you progressed into your career. And that was, you know, you as a full time working professional. And I think the future of education in general is the acknowledgement that given where we're headed as a people, as a culture, as an economy, as a society, you're always going to need to stay educated. And, and a friend of mine calls it renewable education. Others refer to it as lifelong learning. But I think the future of higher education is acknowledging that we don't need four years up front. In fact, you can get shorter bursts of really concentrated, immersive education and that you'll start your career and maybe, you know, you'll have on the job training. Uh, you'll go through a leadership seminar for two weeks in the middle of your job. You know, you'll spend two months uh, in, at night, you know, taking courses for the most recent skill that you need to perfect your job. So I think the future of higher education is really centered around lifelong learning and breaking down this, you know, previously held belief that it was just four captive years between the ages of 18 to 22 
and that should cost you a lot of money and put you in debt. And hopefully, you know, we can we can change that line of thinking. I mean, I think you said that so well, just the four captive years. I mean, so many people will say, I got my bachelor's, you know, like they reached a finish line, like it's over now. Mm -hmm. And now like whatever else is ahead of them does not include education. But like you said, education never stops Fire Nation if you want to continue to succeed in this world. So Adam, let's end today on fire. Give us a parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and of course with Mission U and then we'll say goodbye. For the parting piece of guidance, I would say that each person should recognize that they have the resounding capacity to make whatever dent in the world that they believe possible, but it really has to start with finding that internal resolve and then building a community around you of those who will support that that um, aspiration. You know, in terms of finding me, I'm, I'm pretty easy. My uh, general email is just adam at the letter I promise dot org. So adam at I promise dot org. Anybody that's listening to this can reach out to me directly. You know, I'd encourage you to go to mission dot com. Just letter U. Uh, and, you know, learn more about what we're doing. Ideally apply, uh, on that application in, in, you know, when you ask who referred you, if you just put EO fire, uh, we'll give you that $500 scholarship or credit. Um, so, you know, get love right there and, and hopefully, you know, reference John for, for spreading the, the good word. And, uh, I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'll be seeing you guys a, a little bit later down the line. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with AB and JLD today, so keep up the heat. Head over to eofire.com, and if you type Adam in the search bar, not just this show notes page, but his previous two episodes, both which were epic, will pop right up. So go ahead, give those a listen, because they were great. Um, But all the links that we've been talking about in this episode will be there galore. But of course, call to action is number one, um, if you want to just say thank you to Adam or say hi or ask him a question, adam at ipromise.org. And then again, of course, go directly to missionu.com and check out what they have going on over there. If you apply and do whatever your thing is and you mentioned EO Fire, you're going to get $500 off. Ba-boom. And Adam, I just want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, Sean. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Adam today. And knock over that domino. Start your chain reaction of awesome with thefreedomjournal.com. And I will catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side.